Welcome once again to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. I am Chris Levine, and I will be your host again this time around. Do the seasons of the year affect us psychologically? I'm not talking about allergies. I'm talking about mentally. Does something happen? Chris, I have to know. Well, muchacho, you came to the right place because that is exactly what we're going to be talking about on today's episode. So let me ask you this. If you live somewhere where the weather changes seasonally in traditional ways, do you like, for example, the spring? Is spring cleaning something that you actually do? Spring is radiant in places, especially where the season before it might have been extreme. In spring, flowers arrive like on a tight train schedule. From the daffodils in February and March to the bluebells in May, they're always right on time, right on schedule. Birds start to build their dream homes and nests are popping up all kinds of places, interesting and ingenious places. In early spring, the tree roots start moving water and nutrients from the soil up to the rest of the tree. Queen bees are now searching for nests and butterflies often become immigrants searching for perfect climates for them. Lawnmowers are starting to power up again. Berries, baby artichokes, they start to ripen. The deep waters in the Caribbean often see a run of mahi-mahi from March until May. The weather is generally nice outside, and so we may be more likely to go out there and, and actually do something outside. Can you feel a little springtime going on yet? Now, we've covered weather before. We get that, right? But times of year in themselves and what those times bring, how are we affected? Well, Psychology Today had a piece called Five Ways the Change of Seasons Might Affect Your Mental Health and What You Can Do About It. We're going to use this kind of as our home base for this episode. So let's start here. There's a few things it mentions. The first one is seasonal affective disorder. First off, we want to realize this is a real thing. It is essentially seasonal depression. Though doctors think it might be related to change in, for example, light levels outside. Ironically, today is the daylight savings time, so that's going to change. Uh, Some people develop seasonal affective disorder during the summer months, which wouldn't really agree with the whole light level thing, so it still remains poorly understood. So changing seasons because of seasonal affective disorder may affect some people drastically. Another point, we react, again, like I just mentioned, if our area does this, and today it did, 
to daylight savings time. The article says falling back means getting an extra hour. It also means spending a lot more of the day in darkness. Research is increasingly uncovering ways that daylight savings time affects physical and mental health. For parents even, it can mean a disruption in their child's routine that requires getting up earlier. So for everyone, it may affect people and for everyone it means more daytime darkness. This leads directly into the third way seasons affect us. Again, according to this piece, inadequate access to light in general. See, daylight savings time means spending less time in natural sunlight during parts of the year. Cold weather, particularly in northern regions, can compound this phenomenon. This increases the risk of depression and can also alter our circadian rhythms. Uh, many people feel more tired and less hopeful during the winter months, even when they're not depressed. For some, the lack of adequate daylight may also alter their food intake and their hunger level. We all want comfort food when it's cold, right? And here's a fourth one. A fourth one, holidays. For, for many, holidays are pure stress. But whether you celebrate them or not, the world around you goes crazy during the holidays. Oftentimes, totally toxic families are forced to be in the same rooms and they, <laughs> they have to pretend like they like it. Extra bills pile up, leaves pile up, resentments pile up for many, many people. Now, this is not to be bleak. It's just true. And if you don't believe me, listen to this. The Mayo Clinic actually has a 10-step program, a 10-step procedure specifically for coping with stress and depression during the holidays. I'm not going to read them all to you, but just look at number 10 to see how real this is. Step 10 is this. Seek professional help if you need it. Despite your best efforts, you may find yourself feeling persistently sad or anxious, plagued by physical complaints, unable to sleep, irritable and hopeless, and unable to face routine chores. This is one of the things that the Mayo Clinic says can happen because of stress and depression, specifically because of the holiday season. Let's hit point number five. There's often a stress in feeling that you have to keep up at this time of year, uh, which can obviously hit us both in the sanity department as well as in the wallet. So can seasons affect us? Sure. But you know what I'm finding interesting though? Other than the medical seasonal affective disorder on the list, all of the others are essentially all man-made things. Daylight savings time was created by people. Holiday stress, same thing. And the blatant commercialism and materialism too. And the stress that that brings. So if we can create these things, can we control them or at least manage them? I think so at least to an extent, a lot of it is planning ahead and some of it is conditioning ourselves. It's funny, pop culture touches on this too. 
I know you're like, finally, I thought that Refresher was the, quote, pop culture therapy podcast. I, I, I'm always going to get there. Let's let's see what we've got here. The comic book character Poison Ivy is motivated to protect nature against humanity. But it's a crusade that's exacerbated by her suffering from what? You got it. Seasonal affective disorder. On CNN's world page, they actually recommend pop culture to treat seasonal affective disorder. Listen to what it says. It says, unlikely as it sounds, research has shown that winter depressives who watch films featuring warm, sunny, summery climates and show demonstrable improvements in mood as a result because of anything with clear blue cloudless skies, palm trees, and an absence of snow plows should do to fix it. In a lot of cases, that actually helps the problem. You know, it, it says, uh, although with its endless shimmering desert vistas and eye-watering three-and-a-half-hour running title, David Lean's 1962 epic Lawrence of Arabia probably offers the most intensive movie therapy available. I don't know how they would quantify that. But hey, why not? Right? Who knows? I would imagine that certain things simply just work differently for certain people. Uh, the website Very Well Mind also had a piece called Five Things That Science Says Will Make You Happier. And here's what they are. And we can do this during whatever seasons affect us. Number one, practice daily gratitude. Science shows that it's the small everyday experiences that make us happier compared to huge big life events. Number two, surround yourself with positive people. Even if these days it means also doing it on Zoom. You know, I, I wonder if a few years from now, the word Zoom will date this episode. Like, like if I was to tell you, set your VCR or something like that. We'll have to wait and see. Number three, practice regular acts of kindness. That is a regular plan for this show. If you're a regular listener, you knew that this one was coming. Number four, spend more time with family and friends. Again, if electronically, that's an option too. But obviously, we know that's not the same, but it's still better than isolating ourselves. And number five, I love how this is put, invest in experiences, not objects. We remember experiences for a longer period of time, and our brains can relive them, making our positive emotions durable and last longer. It closes with this, and I would very much echo the sentiment. While these ways to increase happiness may come easily to some people, if you're coping with depression, chronic stress, or other psychological illnesses, it can still be very difficult to see the bright side. Remember that every day is different and that these are practices to work on daily. So if you continue to have difficulty coping, consider talking to a friend or family member for support or contact a doctor for advice on the next steps.
Can we close with some summertime? We talked about the spring. Summer is my personal favorite season. I don't know about you, but I could use some summer right now. Could you? So close your eyes. Obviously, unless you're you're driving, <laughs> open your imagination. Let's take a quick summer vacation. Hearing words underwater, but not understanding them. The scent of chlorine in your hair, which the sun has naturally lightened. The taste of a peach, getting a tan or darker without even trying. Sitting outside as the sun goes down and the slight breeze emerges. Rolling down your car windows and turning your music up louder. Children enjoying what is essentially a two-month-long paid vacation, but not knowing that at some point this is going to go away. And by the way, why should it? A Cuba Libre in a highball glass with lots of ice and fresh lime. Being beside a body of water and just watching the sun kiss it. Looking out of the office window and wanting to go outside and never come back. Making a compilation of summer-themed songs for driving around. Traveling somewhere. Ice cream. Palm trees. Ceiling fans spinning like records above you. Finding aloe for sun-drenched skin, maybe right off the actual plant. Saltwater foam relay racing to the shore. Clouds of barbecue smoke from other people's houses, making you instantly hungry and inspiring you to possibly do the exact same thing. Watering thirsty plants. Longer days, shorter nights, but all in the same 24-hour period. Kids playing in the sprinklers. Suntan lotion permeating the air and reminding you of past summers, making you feel like you're allowed to, once again, revisit those places. The simple but wonderful relief of getting into an air-conditioned car. Playing relaxing, enjoying, bonding, exploring, craving, fulfilling. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist to illuminate this topic. We have for you, this time around, a Refresher podcast seasons playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast-Seasons, and you will find this list. Track number one, let's start broad. We're going to go with the song Four Seasons by the Violent Femmes. But now we're going to turn the calendar a little bit. So track number one, Four Seasons. Track number two is a song called Spring by St. Atienne. Number three, the tragically hip with the song Springtime in Vienna. Moving on, number four, we have the Motels with the song Suddenly Last Summer. 
you know, when I first started doing interviews, I met the motel singer, Martha Davis, and she gave me some great advice when I was just starting out. And I still appreciate that. Number five, really atmospheric one by Julie Cruz called Summer Kisses, Winter Tears. That's from the Until the End of the World soundtrack. Number six, The Small Faces with Autumn Stone. Number seven is a, is a nice atmospherically jazzy one by Van Morrison called Autumn Song. Number eight, The Rolling Stones with a really cool, mellow, kind of deeper track called Winter off of their Goat's Head Soup record. Number nine is Leonard Cohen with Winter Lady. And number 10, to wrap it up, a song with what I think is a perfect late 60s sounding bass and drum track by Bobby Gentry called Seasons Come, Seasons Go. Well, that is our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast Dash Seasons. We'd like to welcome some new listeners to the program. Our demographic report shows that we now have listeners in Rumson, New Jersey. Welcome. And also, bordering Tibet of China to the north, in India in the south, east, and west, we now have listeners in Nepal. Welcome as well. We are so glad all of you are here and listening to Refresher. We mentioned last time that in the UK, England and Scotland are always arm wrestling for who listens to this podcast the most. It generally is one point this way, two points the other way, and it always goes back and forth. So it's time to reveal this week's winner. The winner for the most refresher listens in the UK this week between England and Scotland goes to England. But I'd like to thank both places for listening. This show would simply not exist without you. You know, if you could all do me a favor and please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. Also, if you would like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, only if you'd like, you can make a small monthly contribution. What you do is you just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. It'll show you exactly what to do from there. It can be as little as 99 cents a month. Now, if you're so inclined, that's great. But whether you do or whether you don't, realize that we're just happy to have you. And you feel free to listen and enjoy this show anytime that you want. It is, in fact, yours. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by Mr. John Villafuerte. But until next time... This is Chris Levine for Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. Everyone take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time.